Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. Are you also apologetic? Because that was kind of rude. Like, you tried to cut me off there. Oh, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, That's I'm... That's funny because it's... you love to cut me off. You love when do you I love cut to you start off? a sentence expecting me to reply, and then you begin the episode, and then I feel like a fool. I'm the one with the egg on my face. Uh, well, I'm sorry for putting egg on your face, Kelly. That's not my intention. I, I just asked, are you ready to go? And you said, yeah. And then we both opened our mouths and started talking at the same time. No, that's not what happened. I could leave. I could leave in the audio from before as evidence. And they'll hear that you will go, Kelly, are you ready? And I'll go, yep, I'm ready. And you cut, cutting me off and going, welcome, everybody. You know what? I'm going to leave it up to the audience to decide what they think because I'm not going to put it in. Oh, beca- great. Because I'm scared I might look stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're the one who has both of the audio recordings. So at the end of the day, you're going to be the one who knows. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Kelly, it was a big week for games. How about you just uh, jump right in, dive right in, drive right into the news? Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there. Um, Andrew, have you ever wanted a Gran Turismo movie? No. Okay, well, you're in luck because they're making one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Sony is making a Gran Turismo movie. Um directed by Neil Blomkamp. I don't think I'm saying his name right. Who made who directed District 9 and Elysium and Orlando Bloom is going to be in it as well as David Harbour. Um um, um I love David Harbour. Uh, I love Will Turner. I love Orlando Yes. Uh both of these men are very important to me. Um historically Legolas um, and just David Harbour as a whole. So you sound really flustered. Is that because you're so excited about this movie? Yeah, I love Gran Turismo. Actually, I think it's very silly um, that they're making a Gran Turismo movie. Like, just call it Fast and Furious 12 or whatever and just, just call it. Yeah, because like Gran Turismo is not about the people. It's about the cars. Which I really would prefer that this be like, like a live action version of like Pixar's Cars, Cars, <laughs> where they're like David Harbour and Orlando Bloom, Orlando Orlando Bloom are just talking cars, like real cars. Yeah, that'd be much funnier than like, oh, Orlando Bloom is gonna is a reporter who's a little bit like frazzled and and jaded. Wow, yeah. it's very interesting. A story that's never been told. You know what I um what I really gleaned the most from this story was that Orlando Bloom looks great. Yeah. Uh he looks, he looks great. kind of the same. He doesn't look a day over Legolas. A day oh, when he filmed that or you mean like cuz isn't Legolas supposed to be like hundreds and hundreds of years old? <laughs> um when he filmed that. Okay. Not that you're not saying he's incredibly old. No. Um, no. Something that is incredibly old is the PlayStation 4. Um, wait, don't doubt me. It was funny. It, it was. It's it incredibly was a, oh, okay. old. Yeah, okay. Sure. So Resident Evil 4 Remake, we've known about it. We knew it was coming to PC, 
PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I was excited for this game because I was excited for it, and also because it was only coming to this generation, and I thought that a lot of technical leaps could be taken. But they announced that it is also coming to PlayStation 4. Not Xbox One, which is kind of weird, but also to PlayStation 4, which makes me sad because that means that this game will have to have a certain amount of cutbacks to account for that. Yeah, I was a little less perturbed by this news because I feel that as a remake, it's not uh, it's not necessarily... Um, it would be different if it was like the next Resident Evil game. I think I would be very disappointed if Resident Evil 9 was on uh, older gen consoles. Um, but because it's a remake, it doesn't bother me as much, especially because I feel like Resident Evil 4 is such a big game that they know they can make a lot of money on this. And, and a lot of people still don't really have PlayStation 5s, uh, despite us being like two years into it. So yeah, um, I will say this that didn't bother they, me as much. I, I think it's partially, well, PlayStation 5s are not as unattainable now. If you have Amazon Prime, because you can literally just be like, sign me up. And then they just tell you when they have them versus like when you have to like refresh constantly and have email alerts and all this stuff. Now you just like get it and they're like, as long as you buy it in three days, you're good. And I've yeah. like known a couple people to get it that way. It's it's very reasonable. But I'm also just, I mean, you and I had like an, an off the record talk about it. Not that it was private because I'm going to share it right now. But like we were just discussing like it's a little disappointing but it really just is like video games are incremental now. Like if you look at a PlayStation one game from the end of that generation and then a PlayStation two game from the start of that generation, there's a night and day difference. It is profound how much better a old PS two game looks compared to a late PS one game. Mm -hmm. When PS four came out, there really wasn't much of that. It was more so just like, polishing out the extreme problems of the PlayStation 3 and 360 generation. When PS5 came out, things just loaded fast. That's about it, you know? And I love it, and it's capable of a lot more, but there wasn't this huge leap. There was I didn't play any PS5 game and think, wow, this is so much better than my PS4 could possibly do. You know? Yeah, I, I do think, like, Graphically, we've kind of reached an apex. Yeah, it's and about think, style I, now. Yeah, and I think anything further than what we have in terms of realism right now might start to veer into like uncanny valley territory. Yeah, I mean that Last of Us Part One remake. What I've seen is weird. Granted, that's like a really strange situation because I think that remake was unnecessary. But that's a whole other yeah. discussion, and I haven't played the game, so I feel slightly misinformed. Um, yeah. Before we move on from Resident Evil, though, just a quick little uh, note last week during the direct, they did announce something that we didn't talk about on the show. That is Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, and 8, all coming to Switch via cloud versions. Wow. Get your ca get your cables ready. Get your so cables? You can play. Yeah, your, uh, internet, land. your Ethernet cables. So yeah. you can play. Or get your PlayStation ready so you can just play it on a competent console. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
this popped up on screen and instantly I'm like, whoa. And then it said like cloud version. I was like, oh. Yeah. Th- we've said that several times. Every time like a cool game like this gets announced for Switch, it's like cloud version. And we're just like, okay. Yeah. It's not really ideal. <laughs> and we're just moving on, you know. Speaking of not being ideal, you'll <laughs> never, ever guess who is making an Iron Man game. I wouldn't have before today. <laughs> um, it is being developed. A new Iron Man game is being developed by Motive Studio, um, which belongs to EA, Electronic Yay. Arts. Um, it's going to be a single-player third-person action-adventure Iron Man video game. Um, this is by the, uh, uh, like I said, Motive Studio, whose uh, lead developer for this game has also worked on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they also made Star Wars Squadrons and Battlefront 2. Yes. Or they worked with DICE on those games, I should say. Yes. Yes. Oh, and they're um, also helming the Dead Space remake. Yes. These are kind of, this I think this studio is sort of like EA's like B team. Uh for like their uh I don't know if smaller titles is the right word, but they're not making like, you know. Um well, but now that they have Iron Man, maybe that's EA putting money into them to change that cuz you're definitely yeah. right now, but Iron Man's a pretty big property. Yeah, I I uh I'm not really sure who asked for this. Um I Robert. don't know. Yeah, I don't really know like the intersection of like people who still want Iron Man content and people who play video Lar- games. <laughs> Large scale single player video games. Yeah, but I think this is interesting because it's very much like I think it shows a sort of interesting trend happening over at EA right now is sort of this shift away from this weird like multiplayer thing that they were like really focused on for a long time. And I think it's really all sort of comes down to um, Star Wars. Yeah. uh, Jedi, Fallen Order. Um, And I will say that I don't necessarily, it's not like, oh my God, yay. But I don't, see this as like a necess like I don't necessarily see this as a bad thing. I think developing more single player games is probably the right way to go. I'm glad it's single player, especially from EA that's kind of surprising. But also the way this was announced, like I feel like we're not gonna see this game for like at least four to like six years. Yeah, I definitely think that as well, especially because they clarified in the press release that it's still in pre production. I feel like when you say something like that, it's very much like, oh, I, I See just you wonder in if like they, five years. I just wonder if they just like knew it would leak, so they're like, let's just get ahead of that. Yeah, there's been so much like leaking happening, yeah, like they leaky need a faucets. They need a plumber. Yeah, yeah. They you know, probably like we're next. <laughs> yeah, they know. Um, speaking of leaking, um, my emotions are leaking out of my face. I'm crying, is what oh. I'm saying. Oh. Former Sony Interactive Entertainment America president, Sean Layden, somebody I am 
was very fond of in his uh in his prime i think he did a lot of good for gaming he quit in 2019 and i just thought that was the end of his career and he was retiring but it was announced via linkedin i don't think we've ever used linkedin as a source <laughs> but but we ha we are now on the 19th of september that Sean Layden was joining Tencent Games as the strategic advisor. I am very sad about this one. I feel like Tencent, Tencent, Tencent. <laughs> You've done that before. I I know I have. <laughs> I feel like specifically we've had this discussion, like when that Capcom exec got sniped by NetEase. We were talking about, huh? NetEase seems to be taking all the people. And Tencent seems to be taking all the studios. Like, they buy studios, whereas uh, NetEase is actually building up a, a list of talent instead. Well, Tencent has done what NetEase has been doing, and they got a person, not just a person, but an incredibly talented previous Sony president. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I mean, he's probably getting paid so much that I'm, I'm not going to judge him that hard, but it's just like... He moved from making PlayStation an awesome company. Um, and then he got his position got taken over by Jim Ryan, who has been not good. And now he's moving on to, to a terrible company. And I'm like, why didn't you should have just stayed with PlayStation? We'd live in a better world right now if you had just stayed. But now he's at Tencent. Yeah. I hate Tencent. Yeah. Hate. I, I mean, the truth is, is that all of these corporations and all of the people in it at the end of the day, they're really just motivated by money. And I know that that's like sort of something that in my opinion, it's not something that we like want to come to terms with because it's like they do it for the love of the, of the game. But it's like, I think more and more we're discovering and it's always been this way, but more and more we're discovering it's, it's really more, it's just <laughs> it's more about money. <laughs> If the money is appealing enough, the people will follow. Yeah, I mean, if Tencent offered us the right amount of money, I'd probably become their podcast, but... I'm just saying, if I could pay off my student loans at the behest of Tencent, who's to say I wouldn't <laughs> do it? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're selling out to a company that's not even offering us money right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I know. Speaking of, subscribe to our Patreon. Just kidding. I wish. <laughs> we got you so good. <laughs> you losers. You I thought mean, that we had a Patreon. Wonderful listeners. Wonderful, beautiful listeners. Listeners, would you believe me if I told you that something very, very strange happened a few days ago? And that strangeness was we saw a 20 minute uh well more than 20 minutes yeah right? there's like an hour of footage if an you hour, collect all of it an hour of leaked footage from grand theft auto 6 would you believe me listeners no they said they actually all said yes because they are all aware of this because <laughs> it's like the um, biggest gaming news in a long time <laughs> so yeah a bunch of footage was leaked from the development of gta 6 and it was confirmed by Rockstar that this was like a legitimate leak. Um, they are very, very upset about it. 
the response was very interesting. Um, I think a lot of people just don't really understand how like game development works because a lot of people are like, this looks so bad. It's like, um, I don't know if it's supposed to look good yet. I mean, a lot of these people were just like mannequins in the, in the footage, but anyway, um, this is a game that we really haven't seen anything of yet in terms of like teasers or trailers or anything. So I think this was quite shocking. Um, and yeah, Rockstar is very upset about it. They put out a statement on their Twitter um, that this leak happened because of a network intrusion. Um, so not really sure if it was just like a disgruntled IT guy or what, but uh, they are continuing development as planned. Um, and I would assume that we might see a little bit more of GTA 6 earlier than expected to maybe yeah. cover their butts <laughs> a little bit here. I feel so bad for, like, I feel terrible for the employees who are working on this because yeah. as as someone who can, like, step back and recognize that this is, like, pre-alpha footage and it's potentially really old, like, we don't know when this is from. This could be from, like, last year or two years ago. And there's a lot of speculation that it's from literally the end of, like, like that it's from... 2020 so i can't even imagine how much better it would look now i think it looks really impressive like keeping in mind that this is pre-alpha i think it looks incredibly impressive which of course it does it's a rockstar game and i just feel bad that it got leaked in this fashion and now a ton of like uninformed masses are like wow grand theft auto 6 looks terrible and it's like no it just looks like unfinished because it's not finished yeah. And you know what I thought was interesting about the leaked footage is that I think it is, like you said, I do think it looks quite good. And I feel like, especially for what it is, like you were saying, it could be like two years old. Um, but I just, it kind of does give you like a deeper appreciation for all of the work that goes into these kinds of games. Just like the level of detail that they really need to nail so that people don't, you know, get up in arms about It just, it... It, a lot of people, I feel, just, like, don't have an understanding of game development. I don't think I have an understanding of game development. But I think seeing, like, things like this can really conceptualize and m maybe spurn some more appreciation because of how intricate it really seems to be. Yeah, there's a lot of detail already in this, and it's not even finished, so I can't even... It's going to be incredible. Yeah, I do think it is going to be a crazy game. I look forward to seeing what they actually want to show us uh, whenever that may be. Like I, I said, maybe I, sooner than expected. Yeah. I feel like you're right. I hadn't even thought about that impact. Like, I feel like there's a slight chance of us seeing it, like, even at game, like the Game Awards this year, where they're yeah. really just trying to cover up. Because if it looks this good in pre-alpha, I bet they could put together an incredible looking trailer as soon as, like, December. The issue would yeah. then be they end it with, like, 2025 release date or something. It's like, is it worth showing? Yeah, I think they could really, they could do like a cinematic trailer or something that wouldn't require like in-engine in footage. Yeah, and then at the end, but, instead of like a release date, it just says sorry for the leak. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they could do like sort of a like tongue-in-cheek, like self-referential thing. Yeah. that's kind of how GTA <laughs> games are. Um. So Kelly... 
Last week, we had tons of gaming news because of a few events. A lot of those events were preempting Tokyo Game Show, which happened a few days ago, and we got a good bit of news. So how about we just hop right into it? Starting, yes. starting with something that wasn't in Tokyo Game Show, but I'm going to use it as a transition into something that was. We got our first teaser trailer for the Netflix television program Sonic Prime. It's very little to say. It is 40 seconds long. It is Sonic. It's fast. He's He is quick. Uh, the art style is like not what I'd expect because it, it's very cartoony. And most of the television or most of like the games aren't this cartoony. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah. But like almost even more cartoony. Mm. Like there's a shot right at the end where Sonic's like reaching down towards the camera and like his body is warped drastically. And I appreciate it. I'm excited to see what the show's going to be, but I have a feeling I will not be the intended audience and it is going to be very childish, which is fine. But it's coming out this winter, 2022. Um, winter 2022. Did you just correct me and put an H in winter that doesn't exist? Yes, I did. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to tell you about uh, our sponsor this week. Uh, you know them. You love them. They love Sonic. Century Frontiers is a, a, a new esports organization. Um, they're specializing in Smash and other very fast blue character centered games. Um, <laughs> I'm under an NDA, so I can't say what games, but let's just say that they definitely reach some new frontiers. But Sentry is based out of Pittsburgh. I'm sure you've heard about them before if you've listened to this program. If you want to find some of their streams, you can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash pghcentry, or you can go to their website, smacksentry.gg. That is S-M-A-K Sentry. .gg to find out more info about attending or viewing their content. I'm really excited to see the new frontiers that Sentry reaches. The Sentry uh -huh. Frontiers, some might say. Sentry oh. Frontiers has a really nice ring to it, doesn't it? A golden ring to it? Bing! 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 It's pretty good. Bing! It's pretty good. Pretty good. Back to Tokyo Game Show, another game that has nothing to do with Sentry at all whatsoever, got revealed a new trailer, Sonic Frontiers. So, uh, Kelly, you finally got to see your Super Sonic. Are you excited? Sure. Did you see the trailer? Yes. Before, like, we... Because I think it looks the best it has... Yes, I would like, agree with you. Like, part of me looks at how they first revealed it with that weird IGN stuff, and I'm like, if this is how it started, I would have been way more on board. Because this trailer looks pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a huge improvement over what we've seen so far. Um, I'm not captured 
<laughs> but I still think it's exciting for Sonic fans. What about the part where the big behemoth grabs Sonic and then throws him and Sonic's body shatters gigantic pillars in, from the earth? Did you like that part of this trailer? <laughs> I don't remember that part. Oh, well, there's a big... I'm rewatching now. You'll get Maybe to it. Maybe I missed it. Hold on. Oh, you can't miss it. Don't worry. But this trailer is like the best it's looked. And if this is indicative of the quality of the game, I am looking forward to trying it. This is um, like Sonic Pacific Rim, but he doesn't have a robot. I like or the giant monster. Sonic Neon Genesis Evangelion. What really, robot. really sad and makes you question your existence? Yeah. No, we End already had that in Sonic. 2006. <laughs> 2000, <laughs> Sonic 06 made me question my existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also need to make an admission, an admission of guilt. I really like the theme song to this game now. Oh, no. I've listened to it enough times, ironically, that I'm real into it. And I'm That's sorry. Good. I am happy for you. So. Um, that you've discovered this. And that you can admit it. <laughs> I think that takes a lot of bravery. Move on. Let's move on. I don't need to be. <laughs> I don't need this. Hey, do you want to know what also got announced? Yeah. Suikoden 1 and 2, Remaster, <gasps> Gaterune, and Dunin, Unification Wars. Um, is, is that the subtitles? Yeah, there's a lot going oh. on here. <laughs> Dunin, it's, Unification it's, Wars is the actual subtitle? I wasn't just like saying that. I wasn't like, Dunin, Unification <laughs> War? Like, I wasn't just making these things up. No, I just didn't realize that was included in the official title. Oh. Oh my goodness, that logo is a lot of words. <laughs> That's so um, funny. This is a remake. Uh, I've never played the original Suikoden's, Suikoden, so I don't really know if it looks that much better. To me, this looks like an RPG Maker game. Yes. Which is what it was? No, no Suikoden's like an old SNES game. Okay. I... I'm happy because this is one of those Konami series that was like hardcore dead in the water. And they did promise that they were going to reveal something at Tokyo Game Show of one of their classic IPs. This wouldn't have been my guess. Um, I think some of the pixel art looks iffy, but I do think that the character portraits look really nice. Um, that's one thing I saw like a side by side that they posted and it does look like night and day different. Because the old character portraits are just like fuzzy and hard to understand. And now they look really nice and well detailed. That's good. But I've heard nothing but incredible things about Suikoden. So I might take this opportunity to play the game. We'll see. I feel like this is the kind of game that might do really well on Game Pass. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I'm not sure I would want to spend a lot of money on this game. And yeah. I mean that in a nice way. I feel like it's going to be full price, which makes, I mean, for two decently high quality remasters, that makes sense. But also, like, I don't trust Konami. Yeah, true. True. So, Kelly, you know, I'm a big fan of a franchise that's called Yakuza, right? Yes. I've played all of the mainline Yakuza games. I did all of that in 2020. Well, doesn't exist anymore. It's a thing of the past. 
What? We got a hint of this when they announced that uh, ancient Japanese Yakuza spinoff and then called it Like a Dragon Ishin at that PlayStation event. Well, they had a uh, not Yakuza showcase at Tokyo Game Show and they showed more of Like a Dragon Ishin and they also announced two new games, one we knew about but hadn't seen yet and then another we didn't know at all. The first one they announced was called Like a Dra- Like a Dragon Gaiden. So that's it. Yakuza is not a name anymore. It is just called Like a Dragon. This is wild to me. This would be like if in, in the West they were just like, actually Resident Evil doesn't exist anymore. It's called Biohazard again. <laughs> like that's it's it's sacrificing so much brand awareness for a creative vision. And I I respect that, although it is very surprising. Yeah. I wondered uh, why they made this choice. Um, maybe to give them some more flexibility in their storytelling. I don't really know. I've never played the Yakuza games, so I don't have I don't have that information. I have and I don't know why they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, maybe it's just for like a flexibility for the main character. Like maybe they don't want to be in the Yakuza. Maybe the Yakuza has nothing Maybe. to do with the with these games anymore. You know, so that's kind of right, because you're not in the Yakuza in the seventh game, which was called Yakuza Like a Dragon here. Maybe um, maybe the actual, like, Yakuza is like, can you stop using our name? <laughs> now that it's, like, popular over out west, can you stop using our name, please? Um, Real quick, though, the two games that we saw, saw, like I said, Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, was the first game we saw. This is a a game set between Yakuza 6 and Like a Dragon to tell the story of a Kiryu, main character of the first six games, in hiding. Um, this is going to be a classic beat-em-up game, kind of like the old ones that we knew. Uh, it looks really nice. We just got kind of a cinematic reveal, but it's in-game. And that game's coming 2023 later in the year after Yakuza, I'm sorry, Like a Dragon Ishin. That's going to take a while to get used to. (laughs) (laughs) And then they showed off Like a Dragon 8. The branding gets more confusing here because first, obviously, we never got any Like a Dragon games. And quote unquote, Like a Dragon 7 was not called that here in America. But they showed off a little bit of a cinematic reveal for Like a Dragon 8. It shows the main character of Like a Dragon from 2020, as well as Kiryu with a new haircut. He he went gray. I'm excited that Kiryu went gray. He's that... embracing his old age. <laughs> Apparently. He hasn't aged in like 20 years of gaming, but now he has gray hair and I love it. Um, But that game's coming 2024, early 2024. Um. This is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. It's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well as current gen. And that's another thing. I'm like, that's 2024. Let it like let it die. And then I it's I understand it because it's early 2024. So, you know, got to do what you got to do. But I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Maybe you can take it to the streets. What? 
Maybe you could take it to the streets. I forgot what the next story was, so I didn't understand what you were saying. Well, the good news is Street Fighter VI got a very intense game mode trailer, uh, almost four minutes long, where it went into details about the characters uh, that we all know and love. Kenjamin. <laughs> what? Ken. Uh, Blanca. Dalson. Where's the e question? Honda. You don't know Dalson and E Honda? I've never played Street Fighter. You don't so know the really stretchy character? To, you're really going to have to give me some flexibility here. But you can make your own character, your own uh, avatar, uh, which is fun. And you get to fight in the streets. Uh, and there's online play. And there's going to be a beta in October that you will be able to play if you are lucky. I was going to say, I signed up for it, but I just have the sinking feeling I'm not going to get in. The uh, diversity of costumes is very fun. I'm seeing in this trailer cat ears, gladiator helmets, uh, luchador masks. Um, I don't know. I've never played Street Fighter. I don't have a huge... I'm not really... I don't really like fighters that much, so I'm not... My God. I just saw Chun-Li. Everything I'm just... Changed. This game looks really, really good. Like, it's really pretty, and also I'm excited because, like, the single player, we, we had a hint of this, but, like, we now have seen that the single player is, like, it has third-person action segments where you're walking around the world and you have to, like, find the main characters and they, like, train you, essentially. So that's a really cool way of giving your avatar character whatever moves you want and also, like, allowing, like, even traversal skills while you're in that open zone areas. I'm really excited for this game. I think I am not a huge fighting game fan typically, but I think this swath of single player content really excites me and I I'm I think I'm going to get into it. So, and I think this was a really good showcase. There was a lot of stuff that came out. They revealed the whole roster, but I'm not going to bore you with the details um because they didn't show them besides a still image. So, I think if that's something you're really interested in, you should look into it, see the release roster. Um uh, I'm excited. I think they did a really good job of show showcasing this again. And I really yeah. think that this they have they're setting themselves up well. Yeah, it uh it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a riot, a hoot, and a holler. Yeah. It looks like just as much fun as very similar romp Woe Long. Woe Long does not look like a romp, just to be clear. Woe Long is the new game from Teen Ninja. And they released a timed demo available on Series X and PlayStation 5 right now at time of listening. But if you listen to this a couple days after launch, it will be down after the 24th of September. I played the demo. I have some impressions. Should I share them? No. Keep it to yourself. Okay. Just kidding. I want to hear. <laughs> uh... It's so hard. I think the gameplay is really cool. And I'm a big fan of like the way that combat works. There's this system where everybody has like a prestige number. And as you take out enemies, your prestige raises and it resets every time you die. But you can like, quote unquote, grind out the enemies in a zone. 
and it increases your prestige level. And when your prestige is equal to or higher than the enemy, they're a lot more easy to fight. So if there's like a certain enemy that's like, let's just say prestige 10, because that's what I was fighting and it was giving me a lot of trouble. I could go around and fight a bunch of lower prestige enemies and raise mine to 10 so that when I encountered this enemy, I was a lot more prepared and could do a lot better. Um, that didn't help me because I'm just that bad. <laughs> I I really wish there was an easy mode because it the combat feels so good and it is visually incredible. I'm a huge fan of how this game looks and it's super fast paced. The character creators are really cool. It was very easy to make a character that looked really nice and not weird at all. That's not sarcastic. My character actually looked really cool and pretty and I was excited. And then I got her killed like 4,000 times. Um, <laughs> and I was like, it's the same team technically that made the Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin that I played earlier this year that came out in March. And I liked that game because it was bombastic and crazy and it had an easy mode so I could actually get through it. And this game not having an easy mode feels like a huge detriment for me personally because I just don't have time to commit to learn every single intricate mechanic. And I would love to play this game, but I kind of don't, I don't think I can. And it was disappointing, but to, at the same time, if it sounds interesting, if you're a huge fan of like Souls-like Souls -like games and you're okay with some challenge, please give this game a try before it's gone. It's also coming to Game Pass, so even if you want to just wait till it comes out in January, you can do that. It was a uh, positive first impressions, but recognizing that it wasn't for me. It kind of reminds me of Dragon's Dogma, just the way it looks. Yeah, I can see that. It definitely feels like Neo, which makes sense because it's the Neo team. Um, also, we just saw that Ronin game like last week, and that was also the Neo team. And I'm like, Team Ninja, like, breathe. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like that a... HD 2D team. I'm like, how do you put out this many games? Yeah, especially ones that are, like, not similar in concept, but it's, like. I mean, they're Souls-likes, that's yeah. for sure. They're all, they all feel similar. Yeah. I guess that's the type of game that they make. Yeah. To keep the train rolling of things that I played slash watched this week, I watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners, one episode of the new anime on Netflix, um, Kelly was telling me she had heard good things and then I said oh I didn't like <laughs> it and maybe I should give it more of a chance but I will say the first episode of the show was visually nice um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the simplified animation style but I think the world was really well realized um, I think the voice acting's really good and I think it just fell into so many tropes that I was not really able to enjoy it so I probably will not be resuming it. I don't think I'm quite as committed to quite co committed enough to the cyberpunk universe to want to experience more. Kind of just like, well, I'll just wait for the DLC instead. But we'll see. Maybe I'll hop back in and come back next week and eat my words. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like if you don't, you shouldn't commit time to it if you didn't like it, you know? I got too many games to play. I got too many freaking games, bro. <laughs> Two video games I completed for my Nintendo Switch. Both have three in the title. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I finally finished it. Took me close to 50 hours. 
Um, I know I talked a bit about this when I was starting it, and my impressions remain similar. I think the combat is fantastic. Characters are incredibly well-realized. That is something that definitely got better and better as the game went on. I think the world is beautiful, and the story was really intriguing. Um, it dragged a little bit in the in the last chunk, but that might also be because I was playing on easy mode so that I could skate through, and the last world did not provide any challenge because of that. Um, the ending of this game, obviously spoiler-free, don't worry. The ending of this game just hit me so hard. I was absolutely shocked how hard the ending hit me. I was just bawling, sitting there staring at my television with my Switch controller in hand, bawling. Um, so credit where it's due. I haven't cried that hard in a game in a while. Um, big fan, though. Highly recommended. If you enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I feel like this has the general sentiment of that game way more than Xenoblade Chronicles 2. The characters are very well realized, very well written, um, and there's no annoying anime tropes to throw it off. No big, um, large, um, bouncy... What do you think I'm talking about? I'm saying that the large breasts in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 hurt that game a lot. Why are you closing your eyes? I'm in your I'm ears. Scared. You're wearing headphones. I'm scared. <laughs> Boops scare me. <laughs> well, I'm not showing you pictures. I'm just telling you. I know, but you. just the thought. Well, then stop thinking about it's it. It's haunting me. <laughs> <laughs> Another three game I played on my Switch that I finished literally today, was Splatoon 3. Talked a good bit about this last week. Impressions, again, kind of the same. Very positive. I think the Turf War um, gameplay of basic multiplayer is just fantastic and timeless and enjoyable no matter what. The campaign surprised me. It was a lot more different from 1 and 2 than I expected, especially in the latter half. There were some frustrating missions, but I had a lot of fun. Um... I don't know exactly how long it took me because I've played for 10 days and Switch doesn't tell you how long you've played a game till your 11th day of playing it, which is not annoying at all. Um, but I also finally tried out the ranked battles because I got to the level that let me do that. And I was enjoying them a lot. I tried the card battles that they have. It's like a new little Turf War card game. It's really cute and fun. Salmon Run I tried. Kind of the same thing as Splatoon 2, though. Not a lot to say there. That's kind of a trend, though. If you played Splatoon 2 and you think you got your fill and you don't feel this heavy inclination to return to the to the series, don't. I love Splatoon 3. It was a lot of fun, but I don't think it changed quite enough from Splatoon 2, in my opinion, especially considering it's been five years. I really don't think that quite as much changed as it should have, especially with Sam and Run, and I think maybe some other modes should have been introduced Do you feel like you're a kid or are you a squid? Um, Today I'm feeling squid, but, you know, yesterday it was kid. So by the time this posts, it might be back to the opposite of whatever I said I feel right now. You said you were feeling like a squid right yeah, now. Yeah, I might feel like a kid when this episode comes out. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a squid right now. Or kid. It's a squid. It's a kid. Squid. Okay. I'm a, you're a squid. You're a kid. You're a squid. You're a kid. Yeah. I have no idea how Splatoon 1 succeeded at all with that marketing. It's conceptual. It's very abstract. It's artistic. Its sequel came to a successful console. Its sequel <laughs> came to a successful console. 
That's all I got. Did you play any video games? I played the video games that I always play. Um, I did play a little bit more Cyberpunk. And I played a little bit more Dead by Daylight. So as we all know, Kelly finds great comfort in playing the games that she always plays. Even if they make her blood pressure go up. <laughs> um, the audience may find great comfort in the fact that we will be back next week for our last episode of September. It's not what, like we're taking we a break gonna, or anything. How, but How are we going to celebrate the end of September? I have a few ideas. Do you? No. I, I was going to say, I don't care about September. Wow. Wow. I'll be what? I'll be making sure that September knows that you've said this. Because... September don't care about me. Why would I care about September? Wow. You're being so mean right now. I think you're being mean. How am I being mean? The only thing in September that matters to me is the birthday of my cat. When which is, is your on... cat's birthday? Well, I don't know because I stole him from the outdoors. But... My cat's birthday is in September. Well, mine's imaginary. My imaginary cat's birthday. Well, my cat's not imaginary. His birthday is imaginary. It's September 22nd. Oh. Because that's the day I got brought him in. Cookies is September 11th. <gasps> Yikes. Bit unfortunate <laughs> birthday. Uh, uh, but my fiance's birthday is also in September. So. Also 9-11? No. No. Earlier than that. Um, I tried to look up Ventus' birthday because Ventus is a character in Kingdom Hearts. Um, and it just really wanted me to look up Birth by Sleep because that's the game he's from. Do you, are there birthdays for characters like this? I don't know. Does Ventus have a birthday? Was Does he Sora born? have a birthday? Weren't they like created? Sora's birthday is March 28th. So he's an Aries? I always sure. say that about him. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? My cat's birthday is March 10th. He's a Pisces. That's Ventus's birthday from Kingdom Hearts. Wow. A lot of... Well, I guess that makes sense because Sora, Ventus, Roxas. Uh, who else? Well, Roxas doesn't really have a birthday so much as a day... I mean... Yeah, but it makes sense that that Ventus and Sora would have a birthday in the same month. Because they have the same kind of feel, same vibe. They have the same vibe. (laughs) My cat does not have the same vibe as them. My cat is evil and likes to wake me up. True. No, I love him so much. He doesn't even wake me up that much. I'm I'm just being dramatic. Oh. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Sorry about that little tangent about (laughs) my cat's birthday. Okay, the one is (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.